Blog Talk Radio. On the 16th of January, 2019, the title of our episode is The Demoralizing of the Federal Workforce. It's sort of our working title. We're working around that. Um, but the latest uh, shutdown is a key agent of demoralization. Not only demoralization of the federal workforce in uh, 2019, but it will go into 2025, 2030, etc. Because even in an ahistoric nation such as uh, the U.S., people do remember things that occur. This is the longest uh, work stoppage by the federal government in the history of the federal government. And it's unfolding in front of our eyes. There was a scheduled uh, meeting uh, between, quote-unquote, some central, uh, centrist Democrats known as Blue, blue Dogs or Yellow Dogs or whatever dogs they are in uh, the administration of D.J. Trump. And none of those Democrats uh, appeared, uh, period. Now, what is missing uh, from uh, this uh, scenario as a one very wise a political science a professor once said is action in the streets. And that is where the action is. The powers to be uh, what they normally call the elites, ruling classes, the ruling class, or whatever you want to call these people that actually run the bells and whistles of the country and the citizens of the United States as a whole. Now, one of the things that's happened here, and very unfortunate, in an individualistic uh, nation, has a nation become more individualistic or less individualistic? It has become a more individualistic in the sense that, obviously, you have a president uh, that is one of the most narcissistic people in the 50 continuous states there in the White House. What it basically means is this. The citizens of the U.S., uh, over 300 million of them, have been sliced and diced into separate little units, or utils, uh, as we call it in the uh, economic discipline, at least on the micro side. So thus we have all of these little people in little boxes, as Pete Seeger used to say, uh, I believe that was one of them, one of the songs that Pete uh, Seeger uh, sung, and uh, various other uh, folk singers of the uh, of the fifties uh, sung those songs about the little boxes. Well, this is the whole idea behind in the in the forties. Uh, you had the FHA uh, programs to move people from the great cities of America to suburbia. And they were given very low interest loans. Uh, this was after the Great War. FHA loans, uh, GI loans, etc. For housing and for up, upward mobility. And this was also a time uh, that you had, uh, after the war, uh, people uh, were getting into federal services, various federal services at the time. Uh, people were going to school. They were supported by a federal... Uh, safety net. This had came out of the New Deal under uh, Roosevelt. 
and was carried on by FDR. Excuse me, was carried on by Harry S. Truman out of Kansas City. And even I, like Ike, uh, could not destroy the whole program. So people in the 50s uh, had moved into suburbia, had got their uh, GI education, and they uh, were getting uh, good jobs. Even in this apartheid era, African Americans that came back from the Great War were going uh, to uh, college and university in greater numbers than ever. Historic African American universities were full at that time. And we were starting a transition out of apartheid to the greater universities. And in the 60s, you saw more and more people entering that and the great uh, society program to bring uh, people out of poverty under John F. Kennedy. So this was a situation when there was hope, great hope within the nation. You had the uh, National Endowment for the Sciences. When Sputnik went up, the U.S. went into a science race. It was not an issue where people were talking about science as a bastard child at all. Science was a great thing. Science was science. The scientific method was revered. Einstein was revered. And scientists were revered. And these scientists not only played a major role in the universities, in governmental programs, but in industry and in research of the uh, food industry, etc. The pharmaceutical industry, the people out in uh, Indianapolis. So these were times when the future was uh, was laid. And that future went through the uh, 60s and even into the 70s where you had Tricky Dick. Uh, Tricky Dick uh, did not stop the momentum, but it was one of those uh, situations that uh, when you have a, a society that had reached a certain amount of affluence as this society had, and it had trickled in uh, to the uh, working class at that time because of the great uh, union movements by the Rufa Brothers out of uh, Detroit, that area, the great migration by African Americans and participation in the unions and upward mobility through increased uh, presence in uh, universities and a different type of landscape. Well, this brought about the 70s, which is very, very crucial. People left the streets and... Uh, went to their little suburban houses. The cities at that time were under something called urban renewal. They were destroying the roots in the cities. They had had rebellions in the cities. They went into law and order uh, pasta. And that continued on. And Regan uh, destroyed the rest of uh, what was left of the stability within the nation. He was the one that destroyed the future of federal workers, at least started that, and of trade unions and of the agricultural sector. Farmers that uh, drove their tractors uh, to Des Moines with Reagan stickers on them. Several years later, were fighting foreclosures. We remember that, the American Agriculture Movement, Mr. Willie Nelson, etc. And we were out there trying to keep farmers on their uh, farms. This is what the 80s had in store in the early 90s. 
even with a moderate program uh, that came about under uh, Wild Bill Clinton, we still had massive incarceration. The safety net was destroyed. And this brought about more individualization of uh, the uh, society, the body politic. It became more and more, uh, as Lyndon Johnson once said, this is in Lyndon Johnson's time, he talked about people that ran for office, ran for office on ideological uh, grounds, like Alexandria uh, uh, Cortez, uh, Ocasio uh, Cortez uh, is running on that. And we'll be to her in just a second here. But this is the whole idea of this broadcast talking about the uh, politics of ideology. Now, the federal work is the one on uh, display today. And unionization, we have strikes going on out in Los Angeles. We'll have to check in there. I'm not certain as to where it is right now, but we'll check in uh, to what's happening in Los Angeles. But not it's a teacher's strike. But we've had teacher's strikes in places like Kentucky, in Arizona, in Oklahoma, all the places that teachers hit the streets. And they were able to get some results. So far in this uh, federal uh, lockout uh, operation, there have been little demonstrations of a few dozen people at best out in front of the White House or at the Capitol. But we need massive demonstrations now. The Women's March is coming up on the 19th. Will be an opportunity in your city if there is a women's march to get out there and march and uh, send a message to the DJ Trump administration. Now we've also seen at the same time uh, from the business community the chair of the Dell uh, Airlines uh, Delta, excuse me, Airlines organization was saying that they lost uh, 25 million dollars due to the uh, shutdown. But at the same time, they're building little traps, we call them, that um, take some of the sting out of this lockout. And the government is bringing back 50,000 workers, many of them at the IRS, to process tax returns. Because if no tax returns were uh, processed, this thing would end. So, these, But the workers are working without pay. That's something that's unconscionable. This goes back to this individualization uh, situation. You imagine working, and first of all, being uh, locked out or on furlough, whatever you want to call it, without pay, uh, except for uh, pay that was due you, and at the same time turning around and being forced to work without any pay. How do you pay the uh, subway fare toll? Uh, and there is toll in some people there. Our uh, car fare, our maintenance on the car, uh, the home mortgage, the apartment rent. All these things are uh, playing in here. And the Trump administration knows that the public as a whole don't feel the sting of this. They are less likely to revolt against it. The polling, I believe, from the Reuters is like a six. Five or six percent uh, drop in terms of, or I should say, in, a rise in terms of people that blame uh, DJ Trump. But this is still a very, very small, minute situation, and they understand this. Food inspections, another very important situation. Now, if you have an outbreak in the salmonella or something of that nature, 
then the public gets focused on it. So this is back uh, to this new way of doing things, the fractionalization of things. Uh, in uh, social media, people are on social media day in and day out talking about themselves or perhaps maybe their family. But if you have that type of stagnation, that is a problem. The Washington Post inspired this particular uh, episode. Let me just get to uh, back here. H was talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is 29 years old. She was born in the Bronx of New York. She's a Puerto Rican. The family later, uh, through some upward mobility, moved to Westchester County. And she went to school in uh, Westchester County and to Boston College. She even won an Intel uh, Science Contest. So this woman has brains, period. But unfortunately for her, her father died intestate. What that means is he did not have a will. They had to go through probate. And while they were going through probate, her mother was cleaning houses, drove a school bus, and whatever she could do. And they struggled through the foreclosure uh, process. She also launched a uh, Brook Avenue Press that was uh, in the uh, Bronx to portray the Bronx in a more uh, positive uh, light. She was an organizer for uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign, and she went out to visit Flint, uh, Michigan, during the crisis and the Dakota Access Pipeline. And this is a Wikipedia here, a visit to North Dakota where she saw others putting uh, their whole lives and everything uh, that they had on the line for protection of their communities. Inspired her to work in her own community, which she ended up uh, defeating old Joe Crawley there. And now she's in the House of Representatives because of the Bernie Sanders and move on, the Black Lives Matters and those kinds of things, uh, period. And uh, uh, Cynthia Nixon is uh, here also there. And uh, Como endorsed uh, Crawley, and so did uh, Schumer and all the rest of them, and Gildebrandt uh, that is running uh, there. But she had the progressive unions behind her, the Working Families Party behind her, and now she is in the House of Representatives. Some people would say, well, she's in the House of Representatives, but is this pushing the Democratic Party forward to the left? And it should be what we say to that, no. It is not uh, pushing the Democratic uh, Party uh, forward to the left. It is pushing the Democratic Party where it should be, period. And this is the big argument there with the uh, blue dog, a centrist uh, Democrats. If you only run... Elections based upon a centrist perspective like Wild Bill Clinton. Uh, but that is out with the public now because of the increased polarization. And this is what is bringing upon the situation we have now. Let me go back to the Washington Post uh, here. I didn't want to spend too much time on this. This is uh, by uh, Tedford uh, Paquetti and by uh, Franken from the Washington Post, Todd Franken. Anyway, three weeks of no pay, a lot of uncertainty has uh, 
change uh, an aerospace engineer named uh, Sprayberry uh, thinks about his job. He joined the Federal uh, administ- uh, uh, Aviation Administration 10 years ago because they promised him a stable career with uh, study hours. He might not earn as much money as he could in the private sector, but he could be home more to raise his three younger children. Oh, this happened to him. But that careful uh, career uh, calculation has been undercut on, on by the uh, federal uh, shutdown, furlough now. If workers are not getting a check because of the budgetary problems brought on there. Uh, so uh, Sprayberry's wife picks up extra shifts as a nurse. He's lucky to have her as a nurse to make up for lost income. That's a two-family uh, two uh, house. Where well, it's really a problem if both the uh, husband and wife or whatever, uh, partner, both work for the federal government, uh, period. The pace uh, could be frustrating and effective, but it's also not as uh, maddeningly uh, chaotic. And the trade-off came with uh, solid health and uh, retirement uh, benefits. Now, this was at one time, but this is a changing uh, situation and uh, unfortunately, uh, many of these federal workers, not all, are uh, voted uh, for D.J. Trump. And you see the same situation with uh, city workers, with state workers uh, that have uh, some stability or had some stability in their jobs uh, tend to go for these more conservative situations. The end of the shutdown is not the end of harm. This is from Max Steiner. Chief Executive of the Partnership for Public Service, a uh, MGO, a nonprofit group that surveys job satisfaction in a government agencies for the past uh, 15 years. Morale in agencies already was suffering under D.J. Trump. According to the partnership, uh, best place in uh, to, to work in a government uh, survey, we'll get that in a minute, which found a uh, marked decline in job satisfaction since uh, the Obama administration and a range of federal agencies, including state and even the backward agriculture department. On the Trump, the Federal uh, Trade Commission and Homeland Security agencies were amongst the agencies that uh, saw their uh, polling numbers go up. Imagine so. The impasse, a hiring freeze, they have uh, seen uh, high turnover amongst key uh, political appointees, no doubt about that. And this federal judge uh, that declined to issue uh, an emergency uh, stay, and that stay would have been uh, that uh, these people are working in voluntary uh, servitude. It's difficult to measure the impact of a shutdown with an annual uh, job uh, satisfaction uh, survey. That is STINA, S-T-I-E-R, I said, but the government ra- uh, ranking took a slight hit during the 17-day a shutdown that was in 2013. Low wages have uh, irked uh, Johnson. Us another person, Aaron uh, Johnson, 26, um, reconsidered his uh, career choice. He's a security guard at the Smithsonian Institute Museum of American of the American Indian. Anyway, protecting the artifacts, he said. He gave a sense of purpose and introduced him to people from around the world. Low wages, Eric uh, Johnson, uh, 
but it was the president's comment about the federal workforce in recent months truly have pushed him to look for a new job, perhaps in retail. I think he may want to reconsider that. And, uh, I don't know, whoops, Arnel uh, Flores, we talked about him before. He's at the Goddard uh, space uh, situation there. And these are some more uh, workers here. The FBI has always been uh, the FBI, she said. Now, this is uh, not every federal agency will suffer equally if workers that start looking around for new jobs. That's from Jeff Buckholtz. Uh, NASA uh, head of human resources until she retired three years ago. The FBI will always be the FBI, she said. Astronauts still need to work at NASA. But, uh, she said, economists, attorneys might find plenty of opportunities in the private uh, sector, no doubt about that. Last week, the Border Patrol was supposed to uh, host a recruiting booth uh, at a Houston boat show, but the shutdown put an end to that. No staff could be spared. The Border Patrol uh, was forced to cancel, so even the uh, magical Border Patrol is not there. Uh, he signed the executive order. This is D.J. Trump to uh, have 5,000 more Border Patrol agencies. Let's get back to the survey here. Oops. And see if we can quickly look at it. On our international affairs program, uh, BR on the World, we'll talk about Brexit uh, We'll talk about it a little bit here, but not uh, very much. Uh-oh. Well, thought we were going to get the survey here, and I guess if we did, I don't see it. Okay, and the uh, job satisfaction uh, tumbles. Uh, this is morale, the best place to work in the federal government. 60% of federal fish of offices uh, three years ago study improvement as a study improvement as the economy rebound from the uh, depression. The number of federal uh, workers would uh, recommend their agency a good place to work. Dropped at uh, 60% there, uh, less than 40% of agencies improved their rating here. The uh, 15th uh, government-wide survey of cabinet intelligence agencies, 40, uh, 415 smaller departments by nonpartisan partnership uh, for uh, public service and Boston con- Consulting. So basically this is what happened here. Uh, tumbled in, uh, tumbling in uh, numbers. And uh, the government has bright spots. The Defense Department's central office for the most improved the largest department, edging up uh, 2.1 percent last year to a satisfactory rating of uh, 63.2%. The Small Business Administration, oh boy, oh, she's still around, Linda uh, McMahon said it scored a 62% up 2.6%. As uh, we said before, the Security Exchange Commission, with 81% of the workforce reporting a satisfaction there. The drop uh, has run for re-election here. um, After hitting a four-year low after the Depression and uh, pay freezes, uh, scores began to improve. Evidently, well, it couldn't go any further down. The import-export 
Bank uh, blames the uh, uh, the agency's poor rating on a lack of uh, a confirmed uh, chair. They had, uh, had almost decided to get rid of that. Uh, in the education department, uh, rethink the wave at the department, I would imagine. Department's uh, score fell uh, 12.4% on the Betty DeVos. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um, those are things that have caused a lot of problems. Let's get to Teresa May here. I need to check the time here. We put a lot more commentary. We're doing okay. Nonetheless, uh, Brexit. Uh, Brexit is another uh, one of these um, outcomes of the uh, right. Uh, it comes out of uh, right-wing movements. Uh, there's a book on it. We get the author right now, but it's called The uh, Fourth Way, uh, the, a Russian author. And this was the uh, basic handbook uh, for Steve Bannon and company. But anyway, this right-wing uh, silliness uh, out of the U.K. and the U.K.'s uh, attempts to divorce itself from the uh, European Union has not settled very well. And this sort of remember we remember for us old-timers that the uh, 1980 election of Ronald Wilson Reagan was a copycat of what happened uh, in the uh, U.K. with uh, Thatcher and her uh, Thatcher uh, conservatism. But the U.K. is a much uh, smaller country, much smaller economy, period. Now, this is by Annie uh, Apple, uh, Apple, uh, Apple Bloom. Um, this, uh, we guessed it, but now we know it. There's no plan B after months of negotiation, many hours of debate. After long de uh, delays and rumors of more delays, after protests had uh, rang bells and waved uh, EU flags outside of uh, the Palace of Westminster all afternoon, the House of Commons finally voted on a withdrawal deal. May had negotiated with the uh, European Union, but it was defeated by 230 votes. So now, if you remember, uh, Nigel, I forget what is it, Fregel, Fiegel? Anyway, the leader of the uh, withdrawal movement in the EU was a uh, prominent uh, speaker at DJ Trump rallies. Now, uh, what this what this tends to show in modern industrial nations, many have flirted around with these extreme right 